It's been a while since I've made a video on Qigong and like specific Qigong dynamics, but you know what? It's about time. You guys may or may not know, but Qigong is one of my main passions. I, mean, I practice three or four hours a day. I'm an absolute addict. And the thing is, is that, you know, the channel is sexual kung fu. Obviously, the large focus is sexual practices, but Qigong is an essential and central aspect of sexual kung fu training. And so, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about it. I know it's not always a strong interest to people because as it's becoming a more popular practice, it's still not very well understood. And there's a lot of misunderstandings about Qigong and Qigong practice. So in this video, I basically want to share um, some of my best Qigong training secrets I've learned in my decades of cultivation practice, as well as like what I truly believe Qigong is, what it is not, and uh, what you can expect to get out of this incredible art. So stay tuned for much more on that. If you like the content, make sure you subscribe to my channel. And since we're on the topic of Qigong, check out my free energy upgrade course for some really amazing Qigong practice that will charge you up. Get that in the description of this video. I began my training in Qigong. Uh, well, technically I first started in 2011, but I did not develop a steady daily practice until 2014. I was coming out of a Kundalini yoga practice, which I had been doing for years, and uh, was getting very ungrounded, very spaced out, very very disconnected from reality. It didn't feel like it was really good for my physical body and mental well-being. So I switched to a Qigong practice. Really, I was like, okay, I, I read this Qigong book called The Way of Energy by Lam Cam Twin. Phenomenal book. And I was like, okay, this sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna do it every day for a month and just see how I feel. Well, within a week, I was hooked. It was not an easy practice. This was Zhan Zhuang Qigong where you stand in a posture for you know quite a while. It was difficult practice for me, but I felt so amazing from this practice. I was like, okay, this is my main practice now. Like, this is what I'm going to do every day. And I have not missed a day of practice since that day. It was May 2014, almost 10 years ago. It's been an incredible journey for me with Qigong. Of course, my practice only got deeper and deeper. I studied with several different teachers, many different systems of Qigong. Since then, I've consumed just like all the material I could, understood as much as I could, trained as much as I could in this incredible art in many different ways, many different systems. And you know, I've learned a thing or two. I'm definitely not a Qigong master. I'm only 10 years in. I feel like you have to do this stuff for decades and decades to really um, develop mastery level with it. But you know, I have learned a thing or two. I'm definitely farther along than anyone beginning in this practice. So I just want to share what I've learned. First of all, I want to address that there's a lot of misconceptions around Qigong practice for, for good reason. In our scientific model, there's just not a lot for in the realm of Qi, subtle energy, which is what, of course, it's in the title, Qigong. Now, I know that the phrase Qigong is only, what, like 100 years old. And the practices that it refers to have been around for several thousand years, at least two or 3,000 years, dating back to ancient China. Probably well before then, in my opinion. Practices before were known as Yangshen or Daoyin, you know, different types of practices of internal cultivation. But a lot of people in our modern age are trying to put, I guess, modern terminology and understandings of this practice because they just don't understand it. But I think the thing is, is they do the practice, they're like, something's happening here and it makes me feel good. But like, you know, well, my scientific brain, uh, it's mobilizing the fascia tissue, it's increasing circulation and it's, uh, you know, reducing stress, it's balancing my nervous system. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. It certainly does those things. But like a lot of people are, are phrasing is like, that's it. That's what it does. It's just slow motion movements to more efficiently circulate. Or as, as, as I heard someone say, it's exercise for people who are too old to exercise. <laughs> so there's, there's just so many misunderstandings about it. Like saying that Qigong is a practice for increasing circulation and like mobilizing your tissues and reducing stress is like saying that driving a car, you know, 
pushing the gas pedal with your foot is a good workout for your foot. And it's like, yeah, sure, that's happening, but that's far beyond the point of the practice. It's like all those things are preliminary. It's like you have to have some sort of function in your foot to work the gas pedal of the car, much as like you have to have, sure, some mobilization of your tissues and balancing of your nervous system to have a Qigong practice. So when a lot of people hear of Qigong or Tai Chi, they imagine, you know, these. we've all seen the image of the Tai Chi for seniors class where they're all moving in slow motion. We're becoming at one with the universe and uh, must be an unobstructed stream like the river through the universe. And like, yeah, okay, that's cool. So it's like what we have here is like really nice, soft philosophical ideas combined with like slow motion movement and mindful breathing. It's like, that's cool. That's nice. And like, for some people that's enough, you know, but for me, like <laughs> I just felt really stuck with that description in the beginning. I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's nice. Inner peace, all these things. Wonderful. But where's the chi? You read these classics, you read these classical texts. They talk about this experience of internal energy. I mean, some of the, the, the Tai Chi classics, like the, the word for pung is this water-like expansive energy that vibrates at a fixed oscillating frequency, essentially like, okay, well, what the fuck is that? That is not some physical thing. That's something a little bit deeper there. Am I right? So these are the questions I had. And I would occasionally have these experiences of like, okay, there's, there's some like feeling of flow, some sensation of flow in my body. There's an electrical sensation you start to feel when you do Qigong. And especially, you know, as my practice develops, some of the things I've felt to my body. To me, Qi feels like this hydraulic, radioactive, red hot, buzzing electrical fluid slash current moving through the body. It's tangible as, you know, being punched in the face. It's very obvious. It's a very real phenomenon. So my bias of this is like, no, it's not about tissues and ligaments and all this bullshit. It's about chi. First and foremost, again, it's qigong. It's skill in cultivating qi. That's the purpose of this practice. That's the focus of this practice. Anything else is just kidding yourself or philosophical masturbation. It's about qi cultivation. That's it. And a side effect of that, yeah, is improved health and more relaxation and better focus and all these things. So it's really a matter of time with qigong. If you're skeptical about it, if you're like, no, qi is bullshit. It's just a matter of not having experienced it. It's all it is. There's nothing overly mystical. And this whole thing, this isn't some mystical thing. Like, just as like, I think electricity is a good example. You know, if you told someone 500 years ago that they could flick a switch and like this current would move through buildings and light up lights without a fire and make these devices we sit in move on wheels powered they'd be like okay sure that sounds like some bullshit to me but now electricity is it's an everyday part of our reality there's no no question about it we don't even think about it anymore and that's cheap to me it's like it's just a force that's there that most people simply haven't really understood how to tap into. So it's just not a reality for them. There's nothing overly mystical about it. It's not like once you do Qigong, you you all of a sudden become psychic and telepathic and can travel out of your body and all these things. No, it's just like you feel Qi, which is already there in your body. You just feel it at a higher pressurized rate, a more intensified rate, and you simply feel it a lot more. And it gets really pleasurable. It can lead to certainly intense like altered states of consciousness and all these other things. But Initially, it's just an, it's an almost physical type of phenomena in that it's very tangible and you can work with it, but it's not physical because it's, it's not a physical plane. It's, it's energetic in nature. So that's my bias is Qigong is a practice to cultivate Qi tangibly, viscerally, very obviously. And if you've been doing Qigong for five years and you don't have a strong feeling of Qi, something is wrong. If you've been doing Tai Chi for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and you don't have like a thick feeling of Qi, this electrical energy moving through your body, something is wrong in your practice. So let me share some of my Qigong training secrets. Number one is, and this is probably pretty obvious, but build the Dantian. The Dantian is, it's like both the battery 
and the engine of your energy body, you know, your, your channel system. It's the battery because it's this area that you must create. Not everyone has a Dante in it. The field is there when we're born, when we're young children, but it becomes dispersed. The chi becomes dispersed, there's no longer a container, probably by the time we're in our teenage years. So we must reconsolidate the chi and rebuild this container. So we need a place to store and build up the energy. Otherwise, you know, it's just, we have nothing to connect. It's like people do Wim Hof breathing, for example. It's great, it's fantastic, it's a great physiological effect, but like, you're not really cultivating anything. There's nowhere to store that experience you generated to store. All of that in your body. So with Qigong, one of the most important starting points is the building of the Dantian field. It's building of the field, filling it up with Qi, and then you have your battery charge, so to speak. And it functions as the engine because once you have a Dantian established, once you have some, a decent amount of Qi built up there, you use the Dantian essentially to mobilize the Qi through your body, to pressurize it, to move through the channel system. And the thicker and more pressurized your chi is, the more tangible it becomes. This is one of the common questions people have for me is like, oh, Jonathan, I've been doing the microcosmic orbit and I don't feel shit, this is a bunch of bullshit. I understand that was me in the beginning. So here's the thing, we all have chi in our bodies moving through our channel system already. If we did not, you wouldn't be alive because chi is the underlying animating force of everything, everything in the universe. So the thing is, is that your baseline level of chi moving through your body, that's what's normal for you. So it's just like, it's just, that's how it is. So for it to be like really obvious and apparent experience, like out of the ordinary of your chi, you must have a heightened level of chi. So that requires building your chi. Essentially, the more you build up and work with the Don Tien, the thicker, the more pressurized the chi becomes, the more it's going to become tangible in your body. The first place most people feel it is their hands. You know, that's easy, that's obvious. You know, you can do this kind of thing and feel it right away. You know, we've all done that shit. One of the other first places is usually the Don Tien, the Don Tien Center, which is just beneath the navel about halfway inside the body, you know, in a line more or less up from the perineum and just from about the chi high point in the belly straight in. Hu yin and chi high create this crosshair. About the center of that is your center of your dantian. That's the other area that you'll start to feel the chi in. And so the dantian is important again because it's the battery, stores the chi, thickens it, consolidates it there. There's this imagery of a cauldron in Taoist, you know, the, the Taoist alchemical classics. And it does feel like a cauldron. It starts to get hot and like bubbly and like almost this effervescent quality to it when you really get the chi moving in there. So that's important. Without a dantian, you're only going to get so far in your practice. And unfortunately for me, um, I studied in a system that didn't really teach me how to build the Dantian for, you know, it took me a few years. Of course, it was naturally occurring in my Zhan Zhuang practice, fortunately, because I was learning how to sink the Qi down to the belly, which is something that's required for, to build a Dantian. And of course, you know, in all Qigong practices, the Dantian's like mentioned like, yeah, it's it's in the belly. Just, you know, imagine a ball there and yeah, there you go. You got a Dantian. It's like, well, not exactly. So once I started building the Dantian, I was like, oh shit. Like again, if it's tangible, it feels badass. It's like one of my teachers says, it's like a radioactive beehive humming in your belly. And then the chi in there, you can mobilize it, move it through your channel. You'll feel it anywhere in the body. It's pretty cool. Okay, so that's the first thing, build the Dantian. That's the most essential. Number two is learning how to charge up and connect your hands to your energy field. This is another thing. So we need to build a field of chi in the Dantian, but we also need to build a field of chi in the hands. And in fact, maybe the hands is number one, you know, whatever. Because essentially, the energy of the hands 
starts to function as, I've heard some people reference it as a magnet, some people as like a laser beam that directs, you know, maybe it's a bit of both. I can't say for sure what it is. I feel qualities of both. I feel magnetism and this like kind of laser focused type quality of the hand chi. But it's obvious that yes, you do need to build up some sort of chi field in your hands for them to affect the chi of your body. The more charged up your hands are, the more they're going to affect the flow of chi through the body. This is another thing is like people think qigong is like, okay, it's these movements and all I do is I do these movements and that's qigong. Yes and no. You don't do movements for the sake of movements. It's not like, oh yep, this movement, like yeah, I'm gathering up the chi of the environment, bring it down the center. Maybe some of that's happening. But if you don't have a field of chi in your hands, if you don't have a field of chi in the dantian, doing this is going to be one experience. When you have those fields developed, doing this is going to be a whole different experience. You'll feel the chi move through your body at the level of the hands. It's pulling it down. It's almost like pulling it through the channels. It's a very different experience. So it's really about what's happening internally in Qigong. Okay, here's a little training secret for you guys. You want to charge up your hands? Okay, imagine you have like a stick between your hands. Don't even ask me what this is, but if you know, you know. <laughs> um, you have a stick or something, an object between your hands. It would ideally be a bit wider, about like elbows distance apart. So stretch open, the, like just kind of engage and lengthen the fingers a little bit. You don't want them just to be blah. You don't want them to be like uh, tense, just to like an engagement here. You can experiment. You may want a little bit more of a stretch that helps to open up the hands, the laogong point in the hands. So just imagine that you have something between the hands and there's just slightly you're pressing it together just a little bit because if you lose your grip on it, it's gonna drop. And if you squeeze it too tight, just, you know, you're gonna tense up. So you keep enough of this feeling of inward pressure in your hands. So what I would do is hold them about the level of the belly. You could either be sitting or standing and just create that engagement. It's like you're holding a stick between the hands and there's a slight inward pressure mentally and a little bit physically as well. Simply sit there, breathe, empty your mind, feel that. Put some hours into that, you will charge up the field of the hands. The next secret is a leg charge equals a full body charge. Now this may sound weird. Basically the legs are very important and this is completely overlooked in many, many systems. Or at least it's not really like obvious. It's not really taught. There's this overemphasis of hands in Qigong. Like, okay, yeah, same thing. I'm moving here, I'm gathering up the violet light of the pole star and you know, that's cool, that's great. But a lot of it is actually what's happening in the legs, especially in like the internal martial arts systems, you know, Tai Chi, Xing Yi, Bagua, it's all about the leg. It's, it's the earth chi channeling up through the legs. The legs function like batteries in a similar way to the Don Tian. So the more you can get your legs to light up, the more your whole body circuitry will light up. Kind of the internal martial arts version of chi engagement, which carries over into a lot of qigong practice as well, is what one of my teachers, Scott Meredith, refers to as the arc process, A-R-C. Accumulate, rebound, and catch. The accumulate phase, first of all, you sink the chi to the dawn tent, you release the upper body tension, release everything, let it sink down. So all this random energy kind of gathers and condenses in the belly, in the lower dawn tent. And then you further release and drop it down the legs, through the feet, into the earth. And it kind of bounces back up, mixing with earth chi, and fills back up from the legs up to the Don Tian. It's the rebound phase. And it keeps filling up the chest, the torso, it branches off into the head and also branches off into the arms. And the last phase of that circuitry is 
the palms. The last connection point is the palms. So you know if you're feeling the chi in the palms, it's usually actually traversed this full body circuit. The more you understand that, the more that you can strengthen and engage this circuit. The most effective chi building practices I learned involved a lot of leg stuff, which is not something you see a lot of in most qigong that's taught. I share the cat step walking exercise on my YouTube channel. It's a qigong exercise for charging up your legs. Check that video out. That will really build your leg charge, which will therefore increase you know, the qi in your dantian and the qi pressure of your entire body. It may seem weird to people who train in qigong this arm-centric way, but the more you charge up your legs, the more qi you'll get through your entire structure. Next secret is learn how to create qi pressure. And I basically already shared this, right? There's many aspects to this. There's mind, there's a bit of physicality, which created qi pressure to the hands. Now, guess what? You can actually aim that anywhere in the body. So to help build the dantian, once you develop that field in the hands, you can aim the hands like you're holding a stick against the belly straight at the dantian and a little bit of pressure in, hold your mind in the belly. You're creating qi pressure. And this plays in many different ways. This is what a lot of Yi Chuan drills are aimed at. Yi Chuan was an offshoot of Xin Yi Chuan developed by Wang Shangjai. Badass system, basically this guy, undefeatable martial artist in well, early 1900s in, in China, developed internal qi power to the highest level. And he created this system of basically different drills and like what he felt was the most efficient methods for developing qi. And especially the jin, the dispersive power of uh, you know internal martial arts. And a lot of it involves standing postures, but he would create these engagements where, for example, you've probably seen the holding the ball posture from Zan and Juan. That's great. But what if you actually feel like there's a ball here. You imagine you're squeezing it a bit more with your arms, like you just slightly bring the arms in, but it's more of a physical feeling like you're gripping, you use your mind to create that. And it creates this chi pressure, you'll feel a bit more engagement. Same thing with your legs, as you're standing in a posture, imagine you're squeezing your legs together. It's more of a, a mental engagement. That will create chi pressure as well. And there's a lot of different like Nagong practices that teach you how to create chi pressure. One of my teachers, Gary Kleiman, a lot of his system is based on really pressurizing, condensing, and solidifying the chi so that it can explode upon application, which I can't say I've you know mastered. So it's both physical and it's also mental and yi, intent. I'm just gonna kind of drop that for now. That's a bit more advanced in the training, but it's there. Learn how to create chi pressure, you'll get some serious energy building, baby. Next secret is relaxation, but a specific type of relaxation. This is often misunderstood and, and I've heard many different perspectives on this, but from my own perspective, my own experience, you must relax to get the chi flowing because it's understood that, that tension, physical, muscular contraction, it tends to block the free flow of chi in the body. But obviously to make these postures, do these movements, we require some muscular engagement. And this takes experience and practice, but to release the tension that it's not absolutely required to hold your physical structure in these positions. So the more you can release into that. So it, it is relaxation basically, but the concept of sung in the internal martial arts and qigong, which basically my understanding, I've, again, I've, I've heard many different translations of this, but my understanding is that it's this ability to hold your body in a shape while releasing all the tension that's not required. So like, you know, this is essential in Tai Chi where you're in these actually very physically demanding postures, but you must relax as much as you can into that posture. So basically the more physical tension you can release through your body and you think of everything just like melting, you, re you physically release the tissues down through your structure into the earth, the more chi engagement you will get from it. And that requires practice. That's it, good luck with your training. Check out my Qigong playlist here on YouTube to see some of the, the different Qigong practices I've shared. If you'd like to see me share more videos about Qigong, the aspects of training, different routines, let me know in the comments below. Make sure you give the video a like. Have a good day, my friends.